Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, family? Welcome into Speak. We have breaking NFL news for the reigning Super Bowl champs. But first, let's get the introductions. That is Dave Hellman, cover of all things NFL football. This is the brilliant one and only Joy Taylor. And it's me! It's me! <laughs> Eagles all-time rushing leader, Mr. Interrupter himself, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Back to the breaking news. I'm Amanda Lato. That's not breaking. That's boring. This is breaking. Baker Mayfield headed to Los Angeles. He was released yesterday by the Carolina Panthers, the Los Angeles Rams. Remember, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They won the Super Bowl last year. They put their starting quarterback, Matthew Stafford, on IR. They claimed Baker Mayfield, former Heisman winner, former number one overall pick. It is a huge deal, but it's a bigger deal for the San Francisco 49ers. Why? Because the 49ers are actually winning that division. They are currently the number one seed in the NFC West. They lost their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, the same Jimmy Garoppolo that was in the Super Bowl in 2019. They lost him to a foot injury on Sunday, meaning they have to start a seventh round pick, Brock Purdy. He did throw two touchdown passes on Sunday, but is he good enough to carry the water for the next seven to eight weeks? That is how long Jimmy Garoppolo is out. You cannot overstate how big these quarterback transactions have been the last 24 hours. So, Shady, I'm coming to you first. San Francisco 49ers, without Jimmy Garoppolo, missed out on Baker Mayfield. Are they legit Super Bowl contenders starting Brock Purdy? I, I think so. I, I would say yes. Uh, when I heard the news about, about Jimmy G getting hurt, I was devastated. Like, dang, they have a good team, doing so well. He's playing well. With, and I know how much that team loves him. But I, I still think they're a dangerous team. They're going to be hard to beat still. They have a... They have one of the defenses, like, of them eras, right? I remember my day, back in the day, they had, what, 2010-11, um, that San Francisco 49ers yep. defense with, with Patrick Barbara Willis and guys. Oh, my Smith. God. Legit. Yep. They were, like, legit, legit. Then you look at the Seahawks. You look at the Ravens. This team right here, this defense, they're starting to get into that caliber of defense. So, I think so. And then, like, Jimmy G, like, let's be honest here. Everybody loves Jimmy G, but let's just keep it real. He, does, he hasn't really done much in the playoffs. He wins the games because the team wins the games. Mm -hmm. But it ain't like he's out there just throwing dimes. So I'm sure if he can do the same thing of, of handing the ball off and, and making things happen like he did, he'll be okay. Brock. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Um, I do think that the San Francisco 49ers are still Super Bowl contenders with Brock Purdy. Now, it's fascinating because we know Kyle Shanahan's record without Jimmy G is not anything to glow about. However, Brock Purdy is a more competent starter in my mind than the likes that Kyle Shanahan is used to in San Fran. C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, etc. <clears throat> Brock Purdy, who is he, first and foremost? Three times. First team, all Big 12. Two times first team, one time second team. Who is he? A person that's used to playing with NFL talent. Brees Hall was his running back at Iowa State. Who is he? A competent quarterback who's good enough at getting the ball out on time. Shady McCoy said something fascinating. I want to elaborate on that point. I don't yet think the Niners are the Seahawks circa 2013 to 2016. I don't think the Niners are the 2000 Baltimore Ravens as far as defensively, but... They are the modern-day version of those teams. Mm -hmm. The NFL is so offensively friendly now that you cannot truly be that 2013 Seahawks because Cam, Cam Chancellors are extinct. 
But what you can do is still smack quarterbacks with Nick Bosa's, Fred Warner's, Greenlaw's, Hufunga's, amongst others. So I still think they are contenders. Dave Hellman, where do you stand? Yeah, I mean, if there's a team that's built to withstand this, it's got to be the 49ers. I mean, we saw a similar situation where the Cowboys weathered a storm like this by asking a quarterback without a lot of NFL experience to just not mess it up. Cooper Rush did that, and I would argue, top to bottom, you got to feel better about what the 49ers are surrounding him with, whether it's one of the best left tackles in football, a crazy good wide receiver core, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, one of the best tight ends. Haven't even mentioned Christian McCaffrey. How is Christian McCaffrey like the fifth guy that I name on this <laughs> offense? It's just to give you an idea. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should undersell this. Like, you can't be excited if you're a Niner fan, right, about trying to w- win this division and go through the playoffs winning two, three games to get to a Super Bowl. You can't be excited about asking a seventh-round rookie to do that. But if there's a team that I think can pull it off, I think it's the 49ers, and that's why I still think they're a contender. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cooper Rush came in in the middle of the regular season for the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. And won four games? Yes. Yeah. He did not step in for Jimmy Garoppolo. The San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers in week 14 and take them to the Super Bowl as the last pick in the NFL draft and a rookie, which is what we're asking Brock Purdy to do. Correct. It Can sounds bad when you say it like that. Contextualize this for a moment. I reserve the right to see a little bit more of Brock Purdy before I say they are still contenders. They are like 99% contenders. It's like birth control. But you're either pregnant or you're not. And that's what it is. Like, is Brock Purdy capable of getting the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl as Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft, and a rookie who has seen four fields of NFL play during the regular season and thrown passes in two of those games? That's a lot. Okay, listen, I want to believe. You're absolutely right. If there's a team... That can make me believe it, it's the San Francisco 49ers because they are legit. And the defense, I don't know. I don't know if we can tell that story yet, if they're, if they're generational or not. Like, I, I think that they very much could be. And if they end up winning, getting to, getting, even getting to a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy in this situation, I think we have to put them in that category. They have all the pieces around that if he could just not mess it up, maybe it could happen. That is also, of course, disregarding any of the opponents that they would see in the postseason – who would have more experience at the quarterback position. A lot more. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have had overall better seasons than San Francisco, if you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. And for that matter, the Minnesota Vikings, which none of us are really taking seriously, but they've had, had a better regular season. Yeah, and then you, listen, something you can't replace is experience. Right. But I think experience goes with this, who's the experience you're talking about? With different players. So let's take Jimmy G, right? Jimmy G, you would say he's experienced. The most. And I think the reason why we're talking like this is because not only is he is, is, is young and, and, and he party was a, the, the last pick in the draft, right. you know, Jimmy G has been there. He's experienced. Yep. But my thing is, when you really look at his numbers and really watch the game and watch Jimmy G, these playoffs and all his experience, and their playoff wins, right? This is when they're winning games. They're averaging 190 yards rushing per game. Mm-hmm. Passing, they're averaging 115 yards. That's barely passing. That's, that's barely throwing the ball, right? 40 carries per game. To 17 passes a game. So when I look at them numbers, right, and of course they, people love to act like Jimmy G is Joe Montana or Steve Young because of the winning, but he's not the one really winning. Mm-hmm. Who's winning is the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They're winning. 
hand the ball off to run the ball. So when I look at this team with Purdy as the, the, the quarterback, you take Jimmy G out, you put him in there, it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed. I'm somewhere between y'all two. Come I'm hard-pressed to say it's the same exact thing because if it was that easy, I do believe more people would do it. Right? If it was that easy to go to a Super Bowl and be one pass away from winning it, I believe more people would do it personally. So, well, to the, me... But well, well, the defense is like a big... No doubt about it. In a running game. No doubt about alignment. it. No okay. doubt about okay. it. But okay. I've seen other teams have really good defenses and good running games. I'm somewhere, though, what Joy is saying is I do feel you on needing to see more. I'm just thinking to myself... If there was ever a year for it to get done, for the Niners to still be able to go somewhere with the quarterback with no experience, this is a year. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are a two-seed. They got mollywopped by the Cowboys, and they got mollywopped by the Eagles. So they're vulnerable. The Buccaneers are currently the four-seed. The Buccaneers were in a dogfight with the four-win New Orleans Saints last night with the whole world watching. Okay. The uh, five and six seed, six and seven seed, Giants and the Commanders. So if there was every year, Rodgers ain't in here in his heyday. Brady's not in here in his prime. You got to deal with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. But, Shady, if you're going to talk about experience, thank the good Lord if you're a Niners fan, Jalen Hurts only got you by one playoff game. So it's not like Jalen Hurts has crazy experience. No, 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 Jalen Hurts doesn't have Brock Purdy by one playoff game. He has him by three seasons. Three two seasons. Two and, a half seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and the playoff game. That's true. Yeah. Like, like, Brock Purdy's not just a backup quarterback. He's a rookie, third stringer. Listen, we're in Hollywood. Welcome to Hollywood, by the way, Baker. Oh, you've been here before. You have lots of commercials. <laughs> it's Hollywood. You're pitching me. It's not the scene. It's a good script. Week 14, San Francisco 49ers, the number one defense, Kyle Shanahan. He's been there before. He's on his way back. The starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, much maligned, but he's having a sparky season, goes down with a foot injury. In comes Mr. Irrelevance. <laughs> Rookie. Takes the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. It can happen. I'm just saying, can I wait till next week and I watch them against the Bucks Fair. before I jump to that conclusion? Sure. Yeah, that's 100% fair. Do, do, y'all, do y'all think that – so are you guys saying that, like, if he wasn't involved, would you say that Jimmy G took his team in 2019 to the – Yeah, but he's a rookie. Like, let's not let's – These not, are rookie numbers. Yeah, but don't but, you but, think but, there's but, something to be said for playing eight, nine years in the league and going to like the what, playoffs? Like, what, what we're asking Brock Purdy to do is not just unprecedented. It is a it is a, it is a fantasy script – for Hollywood. And, and I'm not saying it can't happen because I legitimately think that San Francisco 49ers, top to bottom, outside of the most important position in the league, have that level. Coaching, weapons, defense, everything. They're locked in. But they play like they got a rookie head quarterback, though. That's what I'm saying. But he's not. Well, what I'm saying is that they, they play <laughs> like they have a rookie quarterback. They, the passes they throw are safe passes. They run the ball a lot. They throw a lot of screens. They, do, they, play, they play safe like they have a rookie the reason why the, the Steelers decided to go with uh, take Trubisky out and put um, pick it in, because well, why, why not? This guy plays like a rookie. Put the rookie in. I st- even like I think two things can be true. Like Jimmy Garoppolo can be a pretty unimpressive starter, basically, and still be a guy that you trust. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings just there, but he can be unimpressive and still have a bona fide track record of going in, playing good football, and not screwing it up. I think all Joy is saying is that we haven't seen Brock Purdy not screw it up. Or at least, I mean, mm-hmm. he did it once. We haven't seen Brock Purdy. Last, last Dude, game. We've yeah. seen Brock Purdy in one game. Just, right. Yeah. Just, get, 100, I, I, just I, get 100 yards a game, bro. And you, I mean, you do the same as my man. I think it's a little. They do the same thing. It's a little I don't, harder I don't disagree. But you I'm, can't disagree. I don't, but 
Here's what you know, though, Shady. Uh, what's up? You, you, can, you not only can rush for touchdowns, you can fumble the ball. The first thing you got to do is not fumble the ball. Okay. So what I'm saying is the first thing that Brock Purdy so has the, to do is not turn the ball. Okay. I, I'm and glad I you that. said that. I can, I can buy that. That's like the very minimum. Listen, go out there, hit the ball well, <laughs> don't fumble. But, but this is my thing, because we all talk about experience all the time. So do you, w- would it be safer to have a guy like Jimmy G, right, playing in his playoffs, going to the Super Bowl, or a guy like Hurts? I just want to know, like, how y'all think about that. Because you would say Jimmy G saying. is experience, and this, then the third, he's been there before. And, and my man, my guy, right, hurts. But in the playoffs, lost. Played bad in the playoffs. I personally would probably say Jimmy G. But the reason, because I genuinely do value experience. And I genuinely Even value. Even this experience? Jimmy G's experience? Yeah. The, yeah, the because. The 40 carries, 17 passes a game, the 115 yards. Yo, like, you have to try to do that. It's like, hard. It's, I, it's hard on, to bro. win in the playoffs. It's hard to win and in the playoffs. And you know. It's hard to win. But, like, when you play like this, you ain't even doing nothing. But, Shady, you know, big dog, even when you step on a playoff field, you're a little bit more jittery. You're a little bit more anxious. You're a little bit more I think, nervous. I think y'all really, like, playoffs is serious. It's the real deal. It's the real deal. But the way y'all going about this, like, I'm just being honest, they're not throwing the ball a lot. They're not. So, if you're not to throw picks, it's not the hard because you're not really throwing the ball. Right? And you're not really, I mean, we run about every play. They average 40 carries. It's, it's not a quarterback-driven team. Which is why I think everybody isn't as panicky as they would be if this go. was any yeah. other organization. Mm-hmm. Right. The defense. That, that's fair. I listen, personally, I'm rooting for it because this is <laughs> this is a whole different world, and I, I can't wait to see what happens. It will be fascinating. Well, speaking of Super Bowls, somebody who's been in a lot of them, Tom Brady. He provided all the drama you need to know last night. One of the most miraculous comebacks you will see in NFL history. Look at my boy. 14 points. In two minutes, 57 seconds, we got to talk about what he that means. He gained that weight back, though. He, he gained that weight back. He, he tried to say I stole his tweet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. The Bucks were down by 13 points with three minutes and one second left in the fourth quarter last night against the Saints. Whole world was watching, and then Tom Brady did what, only, did what only he can do. They go through two touchdown passes in the final minutes, and the Bucks had one of the most dramatic wins you will see. Brady set an NFL record with his 44th career comeback in the fourth quarter in overtime of a game. It was truly, truly magnificent watching that. Dave, I'm coming to you real quick. What did you learn from the game? But more importantly, would the Bucks be a tough out in the playoffs because they're situated in the fourth seed right now? Every other exec and coach in the NFC had to be watching that. Like, when they saw Brady come back, they just, like, hung their heads like, no, <laughs> we had a chance to get him out of here. Let's get him out of here. No, I mean, yes, yes, the Bucks can absolutely be a tough out. Yes, you should be nervous about the Bucs. And here's the funny, like, they didn't even look that good last night. At all. I'll, go, I'll go as far as to say they looked bad. True. They look bad, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Again, like, we're, we're prisoners of the moment, right? It's, there's still five games to play. The Bucs played that game basically without their secondary. Don't have Antoine Winfield, one of the best young beast. safeties in the beast. game. He's so good. Yeah. They don't have Sean Murphy bunting. They don't have Mike Edwards. That's why Andy Dalton looks so great throwing. I mean, when Taysom Hill caught a ball 30 yards downfield, I was like, what is going on? Like, the Bucks must be banged up beyond belief for this to be happening. And they don't have Tristan Wirfs, yes. one of the best right tackles in football. 
All of those guys are expected to be back. All of those guys are expected to play a role in the rest of the season. So this Bucks team is not a Bucks team that'll be in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, they only got to win like eight games to host a playoff game. Yes, you should absolutely be nervous about this. This, I mean, they still obviously would have had a chance to, to win the division if they had lost, but it becomes much harder, Way right? Now they, they've got life. They've got a reason to feel confident. Tom is still Tom. He's still doing things at the end of the game. I guarantee you everybody else in the NFC is like, no, why are we letting this happen? <laughs> Joy, where do you stand? Uh, will the tough Bucks be a tough out in the playoffs? Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know you all were watching that last night. They threw a holding pen- a penalty. It's the last 10 seconds of the game. Like, they're holding. Still winning this game. There's two seconds left. Tom Brady, it's too long. Three minutes is like another quarter <laughs> for Tom Brady. It's crazy. I don't want to minimize what we watch with Tom Brady because I really do think that this is the last season we're going to get with Tom Brady. It is just astonishing to watch what he is capable of doing at any given time. So, yes, they're scary in the playoffs because that man, okay, Thomas Brady of Nazareth, is on the field <laughs> and he can do whatever he wants yes. at any time. Look at my, look at my boy. It doesn't matter what you, what you did. All game long, he's going to walk up to you and snatch your soul right out of the front of your neck and eat it. <laughs> Throw it on the ground. Stomp. Yes. It should be very concerned. Shady, you won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. You played with Tom Brady and the Bucks. You've played playoff games with them. How tough of an out? Will they be a tough out in the playoffs? Man, listen. Like Joy said, they're going to be hard to beat, right? Because the thing is, they're not playing well. Even, even that win, right? Tom Brady just, just, just turned it on. Okay, guys, let's, let's stop playing. Let's go there and win. But – they play bad the whole game, right? Even him in the pocket, he looked comfortable. Have you seen, like, like three seconds he was getting that ball out quick? And, and, and guys were opening up late. He didn't want to take a chance. They're banged up up front, right? You talk about Tristan not being there. And the defense, half a secondary wasn't there. So, honestly, if they get healthy and then they get in the playoffs, and the thing is, like, you don't know what they could be because we do know this. If they do click, oh, my God, watch out. Yep. So, it's going to be scary to see them in the playoffs because – Anything can happen. Here's why I think they're scariest in the playoffs. And, Dave, we're going to get to you momentarily because their playoff matchup right now, 60% chance they got to see the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, more importantly, the Cowboys Easy to win, them. baby. If we're being honest, the last two times they've seen the Cowboys, it hasn't gone well. But the reason yeah, – <laughs> That's what it was. And Dak's playing – but here's my thing, Shady. You can come to the big world with oh, your boys. If you want I, do look, I do look nice today. This is why I, I think knew. the Bucks are going to be a tough out in the playoffs. You see the outfit. You see the because outfit. Because other teams <laughs> lose games. What people weren't paying attention to, this is really what lost the game. It was not what Tom Brady did. It's what Mark Ingram didn't do. Oh, One Marky. step cost the Saints a game. Ah. It's second and eight. Three timeouts remaining for the Bucks. He goes out of bounds one yard short of the first down. What does this mean, America? If he gets the first down, they eat up another minute clock. 45 of clock. Or they eat up uh, all three of the Bucks' timeouts because now it's third and one. The Saints are going to choose to throw the ball. Why? Because they need this first down. Remember what you're seeing here. Bucks have three timeouts. If the Saints just get a first down, it's blouses. It's game over. But they didn't. Shady, when I think about the Bucks being playoff contenders, and we can get back to the seats, when I think about the Bucks not just being playoff contenders but being <laughs> a tough out, I really think about this. My bad. Spill the water bottle. I really think about this, Dave, and you've seen it before with the Cowboys. The Bucs might be and are better coached. The Bucs are better quarterbacked. And the Bucs don't make mistakes. I always go back to the Cowboys lost in the playoffs, particularly. They lost their chance at winning because Dak Prescott made a one-second mistake. That's all it was. <clears throat> he slid one second too late as opposed to one second too early. All it takes in a game 
is one second, one step, one play. Usually Tom Brady comes out on the right side of those things. When you think about the potential matchup, Bucks, Cowboys, because that's what we're looking at, how nervous are you as somebody who's covered the Cowboys for 10 years? Did the NFC East get locked up and I didn't hear about it? Like, is that – I mean, we're just we're just penciling in these matchups right now. I like, I like the question. Yeah. I like the, the question. Yeah. We're penciling like in the, the Eagles. They still haven't played on Christmas Eve in Dallas. They still two got, games up. They still got two yeah, games against the New York Giants. We, I'm just – first of all, I'm just – I'm not conceding anything. How about that? <laughs> I'm not conceding anything. No, to your – I mean – to be serious for a sec, like, yes, that is why the Bucks should make you nervous. That's why any team that employs Tom Brady with a defense that is capable of playing very well when they're healthy, which I would imagine they'll be a lot healthier come January, at least with the luck the Bucks have had this year, they, they got to be praying that they're healthier in the playoffs. I just, as long as I'm pettily refuting things, though. Yeah, okay, Dak's gone 0-2 against the Bucks the last two years. Played so bad against them in week one this, this is year. This is true. This is true. Last year in Tampa, he oh, went down yeah. He went down there and gave him 400 yards and three touchdowns. Okay. Led him to a field goal with a minute left, and Tom Brady did Tom Brady things. Like, the Cowboys can play with the Bucks. Now, they should. I mean, that is a matchup that should make anybody nervous. I don't know what else you want me to say, but, like, the way the Cowboys are playing, one, they shouldn't be nervous about anybody, and two, I don't think we know for sure the Cowboys have to go on the road. Yeah, that's the thing, though. See, the one thing is when you play this game, man, you beat somebody once, beat them twice. Same thing with the Bengals and the Chiefs, Chiefs, right? No matter how good we think Chiefs are in that locker room, y'all know what's up. Y'all know what we do to y'all. Same thing with the Bucs. In week one, when they played, when, when uh, the Bucs played the Cowboys, I had my boys up. Hey, how was everything, this and that? How's my boy Parsons? You know, ask a question. You know they told me? Them boys are soft. They didn't want it. Not Parsons, but he's talking about the old team. Because they ran the ball down their throat. Mm-hmm. So they when played you, awful. They played terrible. Yeah, no, no. So when you know that, so when you know that going in there and you get them in the playoffs, oh, we got them in the playoffs, oh, bet. You got a top five defense with the Bucs. The defense still look good. Mm-hmm. It's like they turned it back on. They get some guys healthy again. Key Mixler like, was out there throwing dudes around, right? You got Vita out there throwing guys. So now they playing again. And then you got Tom Brady. We don't want Tom Brady to find that cylinder where we all on the same field. I don't know, Cowboys. Boy, what else do you need to see from Bucks from the Bucks as the season winds down? He looks sad. Look, we don't know yet, Dave. I know you're nervous about Bucks against the Cowboys. We don't know yet. We just say if it happens like today, the playoffs started, you'll be in trouble. Sorry, Joy. His face is looking awful sad. Awful lot of confidence for somebody that hasn't locked anything up. I'm That's nervous. all I'm saying. Nervous That's over all here. I'm saying. Joy, what else do you need to see from the Bucks for the rest of the season, or are you just like, as long as they get into the dance, I need to see stuff then? Do they need to prove anything to you in the next four or five weeks? No, I mean they're gonna. I, I think they're going to get into the playoffs, and a lot would have to fall apart for them not right. to. Yeah. So if they're in, if they're, if that man's there, he gonna steal your girl. It just is what it is. <laughs> You better be ready for it. This is your girl. <laughs> you better be ready for it. It's just the reality of it. That, that, that what we saw last night, even with the mistake with, with Ingram and all of that, like, you got to be in a position to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, that – and the Saints always play them hard. That's, that's been true. a tough matchup for they, them. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Since Brady has been there. So, that's – it's not surprising to me that the game went the way that it did. And it's not surprising to me that they won. I mean, you – we were watching that last night. I, I'm calling you a liar if you were sitting there like, there ain't no way they lose this game. As soon as they score the second touchdown, or the first touchdown, I'm like, it's over. He's going to win this game. This is what Tom Brady does. And in the playoffs, we're just talking about experience with the, the Niners and everyone else. No one has more experience than him. Mm-hmm. That's, and that that's team true. has been together. That's real experience right there. So it's there. really about health and getting some momentum. But they don't really need to feel good about themselves to, to beat you. That's cool. And that's what you saw last night. That you know? is what's crazy. Well, look, they have a lot of hope. 
But some teams got a lot of talent. Cowboys, Eagles have both been dominant. Cowboys scored eight touchdowns on Sunday. But have they closed the gap between the NFC favorites, the Philadelphia Eagles? Last time we saw that game was a nine-point game, but you didn't see that man, Dak Prescott, playing Guinness. Best topic of the day, maybe, coming up next on Speed. Go nowhere. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, the Cowboys coming off an eight-touchdown performance in their blowout win over the Colts Sunday night. Dak Prescott said they're, quote, a dangerous team. But do not forget about the Philadelphia Eagles because their performance over the Tennessee Titans was equally as dominant. Not only that, they lead the NFL currently with only one loss. Jalen Hurts hitting it on and off the football field. So the real question that has to be asked, Cowboys, Eagles, potentially in a head-on collision for an (laughs) NFC championship game, but more importantly, has the gap been closed? Last time we saw the Cowboys play the Eagles, Sunday night. Whole world was watching. LaShawn McCoy was there in person. But it's a new Cowboys team. Shady, I believe the Cowboys have closed the gap on the Eagles. Wait, why you didn't say what happened in that game? What happened in that game? You talking about you ain't like... What happened in the game? Who won? Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Eagles did win. It's a weird thing to brag about. Here's the troubling thing. The Eagles won by nine points. Right? The gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles appears to be nine points. That's what the Eagles won by. But Dak Prescott is currently worth significantly more than nine points to the Dallas Cowboys. If the gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles is nine points, now I got to see what in the world is the gap between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. Because nine points is the number that everybody needs to be paying attention to. So if we have it, let's throw it up on the screen. If we don't have it, I'm simply going to tell you. The gap between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush... Currently 11 points. Dak Prescott averaging 32 points per game. Cooper Rush averaging 21 points per game. I hate this stat. I know you hate the stat, this but is, unfortunately... This, this is not real. The stat has no emotions. This, is, this stat's not real, though. The stat doesn't care about your feelings. We just watched... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Facts. See, let me... Where's my... Right here? Let me get my onesie. Let me get my onesie. <laughs> it's a one shot. It's a one shot. shot. That's a onesie you sleep in. I call it onesie. All right? <laughs> America, don't let the stats lie to you. Acho and his other friend here, Dave, they like to lie to the people. I won't lie to you. You show me the points per game. Yes, sir. So, does that account for the, the, the touchdowns the defense score on and that terrible team in uh, Indianapolis? No, sir. That's one touchdown. One touchdown. Then you get, then you get a, a pick and they're on, the side, on, the, on their ball, on, on their side of the ball. Well, so, so, now, so now, if you, hold on, so if, you don't, if you don't score, you at least get three. Like, we got to stop this with, with the numbers. Let's, let's just look at If you want to put numbers up, put Dak numbers up. Did Dak look good last, that last game? That big performance he talked about that was dangerous? Did he look good? He played all right. Did he look good? He don't want to say he no. He looked okay. He Did he look good okay. to you? Y'all know he didn't look that he good. He made some it's... good plays. He made some – he had some – Is the miscues. gap closing? The gap – no. It hasn't. The gap hasn't closed with, with, with the team, with, obviously with the record. Listen, when I look at the Cowboys and I look at the Eagles, I think we still have the better, the better roster, mm-hmm. right? I think the Eagles have a better quarterback, better coach. So, I just feel like we have the confidence. We're 11-1. They can't beat us. Is that better than Cooper Rush? Oh, he's a little bit better. How much is a little bit? Because going into the last run. possession, it was he a, he how much is a little bit? He can run. Going into the final possession against the Eagles, you were there. It was a three-point game. So is Dak at least oh, three it, points better than Cooper Rush? 
first of all, like, like I, I can't go for I can't go by game by game, right? Because the, the playbook is going to be the, the, the way that the defensive game plans were different from Dak Prescott, sure. Cooper Rush. That all matters, right? But one thing I do know, when I watch Dak Prescott play, he looks like a game manager. They run the ball extremely well, right? And then they feed off of that. So my thing is when, when you can't run the ball, then what happens? That's why I love the Philadelphia Eagles so much with a bigger gap. If we can't run the ball, we can throw the ball deep. We can throw the rock. Not no, not no five. Look, look at this. That was 39, that play right there. He threw it for six yards. The guy tackles him. He tackles it. Look at the, hold on. He throws for it's 39. He throws, he throws his five-yard pass. He catches it. They tackle him. Oh, wait, he's not down. And he runs up and scores. This Dak Prescott dog. Well, I hate not, the, the, you just saw that back shoulder. I, 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 I hate, look, look, look at this. Look at this. That's a great job. Way to convert on third down to score a touchdown. He's so overrated, it's ridiculous. I can actually, like, hear the fear in Shady's voice right now. <laughs> I can hear it. I can if hear Cooper it. Rush played, I would, be, I would be fair. I would fear that. Cooper Rush, who had uh, the Cowboys sitting somewhere around 25, 26 in offense while he was the quarterback, and now they're number one in, like, every meaningful category. They run, run the ball better. Dak Prescott, who's top five in dropback efficiency in the league right now with Mahomes, Allen. Jalen Hurts is there somewhere, but that's He's in yeah, Please don't put not, their name in it. He's number four. Not, he's number four in not throwing flat routes. Like he throws flat routes all day. Back. You remember I brought up the Bucks game two years ago, 2021. Yes, they lost the game. They ran for 50 yards that night. They gave up on running the ball. They couldn't run against the Bucks. Dak threw for 400 yards. First, the first this game of the year? He's a game manager is asinine, man. Mm. I don't know why we do it. I don't know why we do it. Like, look, here's the funny thing is I think the Eagles are a better overall team. They have the better overall roster. If you want to get into the nitty-gritty of the matchup, the Cowboys low-key have a little bit of a problem in the secondary. They just lost Anthony Brown, their cornerback, too, for the year. They lost Jordan Lewis earlier. That is a problem when you're talking about Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I think the Eagles, I would say they're a slightly better team. They have a deeper roster. To act like the Cowboys haven't closed the gap, what are we doing here? Of course they have. They have the best offense in the league by a pretty wide margin what? since they got their quarterback back. And Philly didn't even beat them that impressively when Cooper Rush was the quarterback. Are the Eagles better if Very you want to say that? That's fine. Sad, to man. act like the gap hasn't even been closed. Like, what are we even it's doing? It's bad for TV. What are we doing? Lying. We got some lines. Joy, can you please arbitrate this uh, conversation to some I knew we were going to do this. I of knew course. we were going to do of this because... <laughs> I, no, I knew we were going to ignore the Eagles win because there was just more there was more exciting stuff that happened this weekend. Winning all the time, that's boring. That's boring. <laughs> There's just more exciting stuff. We watched the Cowboys kick the Colts' ass. You know, Colts fans, everybody in my mentions for three straight weeks about how great the situation was. And I, uh, yeah, that was, that was bad. No, it was an impressive win. Okay. No, it wasn't. You know what was an impressive win? Oh. 35 to no, 10 oh, that's over, the, over the Titans, who are leading the division that the Colts are in. Mm -hmm. Colts are at the bottom. Titans are at the top. What she said. The difference and, she said. I acknowledge and, these things. And, <laughs> and Jalen Hurts, who just can only run the ball, can't throw the ball, can't throw the ball. They ran for 67 yards. What did he throw for? 380, something like that. 380. Ooh, three I, touchdowns? I three touchdowns. No interceptions. Game. It was a much better win than the Cowboys win because the opponents was not as bad as the Colts are. Ass. <laughs> okay? So, so what are we talking about? If anything, the gap is widened. Ooh. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Get them, Joy! They're here. Everybody else is – you can have a conversation about everybody else, but you start with the Eagles and then you take cup, go down a couple flights of steps – Here's everybody else. They're in the penthouse. Everybody else lives down here. Take the elevator. 
<laughs> you might. You'll be a little out of breath by the time you get to the bottom. But you're walking downstairs, so it might oh, not be as bad. She is killing of the day. Be yeah. serious. Like, we're, we didn't talk about the Eagles win, and I get it. It's boring winning all the time. But they're, how, how could the Cowboys beating a worse team be more impressive than the Eagles beating the, the, a better team just as bad? Like, we're, not, we're not talking not the about the, the win. Right, I think the Cowboys win was the most impressive win We said, win of the did they close the gap? It's not the most impressive win. The Eagles win is the more impressive win. No, I'm, the Eagles win is the most impressive win of the weekend. But she said. I think the Dolphins lost. I think the Niners win was the second most impressive yes. win of the weekend. And then I think the Cowboys win was the third most impressive win sure. of the weekend. Sure. Why? Because it's hard to be significantly more impressive than a 35-point win. No, no, no. I'm okay. not saying what the Cowboys did was insignificant. No, I but said I'm significantly saying... more impressive. So I think the Eagles win was clearly the most impressive. Then I would say that the Cowboys win was top three most impressive. But it's not about who won, who lost that specific game. I'm wondering, Joy, how can you look at a Cowboys offense that is significantly better? How can you look at Dak Prescott, who's significantly better, and say that the gap hasn't been closed? Like, that, that's all I'm trying happens, to say. What happens that, that changed your mind about this? 49 points against the Bears. 54 points against the Colts, a 28-10 win over the Giants. Like, all of those things happen. The Giants win, I'll give you. What are we talking about the Bears and the Colts for? 49 points. Okay. Yes, because it's the Bears and the Colts. I'm not right. saying it's unimpressive that they're scoring those points. But nobody else scored But nobody's saying they're so going to do that against the Eagles. Yes. Why? I think the Cowboys' offense so, so, is significant. So, with all these points, this, this you do right here. See, I told you they're big on these, these numbers, these stats, mm-hmm. right? Let's put a stats away for a second. Okay, yep. so, so if I ask you, Dave and Acho. Yes, sir. Right? So, yes, sir. You said that all these stats, these numbers. Yep. So, what makes the Cowboys' offense so good? Or so much better than the Eagles? Great question. Oh, no, no. Cowboys' offense is not better than the Eagles' yeah, offense. Yeah, that's not what that you're saying. That is not what you're saying. Right, but the conversation that we're um, having is, did the Cowboys close the gap yes. on the Eagles? Right. Yes. yes. And you're saying they did. You so, said the that, offense yes. isn't better than you the, said the Cowboys. Offense. No, the Cowboys' the offense is not better than the Eagles. The Cowboys' offense... Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm just, no so, okay, here's what it is. If the Eagles' offense was a 10... Okay. And the Cowboys' offense was a six when they last met. The Cowboys' offense is now an eight, and the Eagles' offense can still be a ten. So my, the gap so my, is okay, okay, so I'm confused okay, so my, as to what we're all confused okay, okay, about. So my, my question is, and why is that? Because you won't tell me that. No, don't tell me no numbers. Just tell me sure. why. They, okay. I will say because Dak Prescott, at a minimum, stresses defenses out a little bit more than Cooper Rush. A lot more. Like, I, I, I'm just going to get say the bare minimum. I'm going to be concerned. Stresses stress, defenses oh, out. Stress. Stresses, yes. Because here's what we know. At a minimum, if Dak can only do one thing better than Cooper Rush, I believe he does more than one. But if there's only one, at least he can throw on the run. We're getting somewhere here. We're getting somewhere. Because I think he runs better, right? At least, but, yeah, but, at but, least but, he but, can throw but, on the run. Like, if there's just one. I like to just use my eyes because I watch the game like you yes, watch sir. the game. So he puts more stress on the defense. Yes, sir. How? Why? Was it? Because what is it? If Cooper, they don't throw the ball deep at all. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll concede. If Cooper okay. gets out the pocket, Cooper's not doing anything with it. He's throwing it away. I'll give you that. If Dak gets out the pocket, Dak might still be able to get a completion on 3rd and 14, which we've seen. That's, now, this is true. This is finally some truth. Is that the only thing? Is that the only thing Dak is doing that's I, so much better? I believe that there is more, but that's the one thing that's most convincing. So yeah, that's the is, one yeah, thing is. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, okay. I believe that there is Because the truth, the truth is, when they watch the tape, Dak is doing the bare minimum. They're running the ball like crazy. They're play action, doing little dump outs. He throws five yards to six short routes to CeeDee Lynn, and he gets busy. Because when you watch the tape, he'll do nothing else. I got a question. Where Jalen Hurts is throwing that thing deep everywhere. Middle, the running back to deep 30 yards, 40 yards. So the boy can't do it. Shady, is it a coincidence? It is it close. Is it a sure? It's laughable. Is it a pure coincidence that the Cowboys average 11 more points now in the last six games than they did in Cooper Rush's five? Is it a pure coincidence? The football gods just sprinkle you know luck on the Cowboys. Nah, nah. The, the problem with they learned is that we got to go through Pollard. Pollard's touched the ball a lot more now. It's like, it looks like it's, it's his show. Passing, running. They going to him. Like, it's his show. Zeke, get up in there, get his little 
Little carries. What are Pollard's like best two plays since Dak got back? They were long passes from Dak. That's oh, oh Will. Cute Stop little... talking about the Will. Bro. About, Please. How, here's my favorite one. Here's my favorite. For the five yard dump, he ran. Can I? Can, I got one for you. Please. It, actually, it's the most unimpressive throw ever. Somewhere I'll give Shady shit. the credit. He threw to Tony Pollard in the flat. He took it to the house. How did the ball get there? He went through his progression to the fourth guy, which is something Super Rush couldn't do in his dreams. Yo, I'm done. done. Don't ask me questions. That's not there. That's not there. That's not there. Oh, look over here. Tony Pollard, I've got – I processed so quickly and so accurately that I checked it down into the flat where nobody was covering Tony Pollard. That is the difference between good quarterback play and not. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. He just talked about how great that he went through his progression, went to the fourth option to dump off. Everybody does that. That's not true. That's not all the game management corners don't do that. Everybody doesn't do that. Sir. I'm asking you one more time. All the game managers, all the rookies, all the bad quarterbacks, they don't throw to the double routes. No, sir. They don't I'm even done. give those quarterbacks I'm four reads. Yo, they, they I have nothing more to say. Here's my thing. You, here's the thing. You know Justin Fields doesn't do it, sir. He, he don't. I mean, he runs. He don't only really throw. Justin Trubisky, the, uh, all, all, the, all the average quarterbacks, that's what they do. They throw the checkdowns. What so, are we talking so about Dak here? Prescott is Am good. I tripping here, Joy? Like, what are we talking about? This dude is talking about how great. I talked about how Jen Hurst throwing the ball 40 yards, 30 yards, running it. All this great stuff he's doing as a quarterback. And he just told me how great that Dak did by going to all his reads and throwing to a check the down point, route. Going through your progressions not matter? To a check down? He, he ran a one-yard route. But sometimes you'll take a sack if you can't go through your progressions and you hold on to it too long. <laughs> We can't do this on TV. <laughs> we can't do this. This is Louis Louis. This is craziness. Answer me this. Oh, I'm not, no more answers. Answer me this. Come <laughs> to. Okay, if, if, if Shady won't answer, okay. then I will tell the people. Check the, the gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles the last time we saw was nine points. And Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense currently yeah. put so up So right now you're points. picking the Cowboys over the Eagles. No. Joy, hold on. Oh, the, the simple answer for me is, has the gap closed? Yeah, I don't think yes. it has. I think the Cowboys are uh, fine. I mean, the Cowboys are a little bit better than the last time they played Oof. the Eagles. And, and part of that is Dak. I'll make us there are a lot. Is my makeup more? I don't. <laughs> oh, wait, this is like, wait uh, I, I'm, I'm getting started. We're not going to How are they only a little bit better? Like, if you literally see with data okay, and with it, eyes. But, but, like, you are saying this like the Eagles have hit a ceiling. No. Almost. No, because you said, like, 10. Because I would say that that, that that win this weekend puts the Eagles at an 11. Okay, that's a fair so, argument. So, like, if the if gap you... is closed, that means the Eagles are not getting any better. Like, the Eagles, to me, are moving up. And, like, the Cowboys can be moving up, too. But the gap is still two so, floors. So, you think the Eagles have improved as much as the Cowboys have improved since they last met? Yes. That's fair. I disagree, but that is, like... I mean, this win should... That we're not talking about because we want to talk about the Cowboys, which I understand. This win, and the way that Jalen Hurts did it, wasn't just the most impressive win of the weekend. It put Jalen Hurts at the top of the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. This is true. He this threw true. for 380 yards, and they won the game because they couldn't run the ball. So that means they said, no, you're not going to run the ball. We're a good team. We're going to stop the run. We know how physical you are. Cool. This is how you got to celebrate. Like, oh but are we, here's, what, here's what I'm confused about, though. I play defense. Forcing five turnovers, regardless of like if the other team is paid. It's to not get to insignificant. You. I'm just saying you're saying like the like the Eagles have hit a ceiling and the Cowboys are catching up. Like no, the Cowboys are catching up, but the, it's kind of like our standings. Like it's like it just keeps moving like this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, right, just, right. the gap is not you move closing. Too, we move too. Right? <laughs> yes. And that's I real quick, Please. right? Because that was that blew me for like good three seconds. Oof. But my thing is this: this is why the gap is so big between us. Because check it out. If I ask you if if the, if the Cowboys can't run the ball. With, with, with Pollard and, and, and Zeke, 
They can't control the line of scrimmage like they normally do. Then what? We haven't seen uh, Dak go out there and kill on a passing. Yeah, we, see, yeah, we, we have. We, okay. Okay. That's, this, that's... this okay. This year, we haven't seen him dot teams up right, and they stop the run game, and he win the game. Sure. When they did a decent against the run game, he throws picks and they lose. Sure. Where you look at Jalen Hurts, you stop a run game. The game before this one, we ran for two, what three hundred yards. That's a lot of yards. Three hundred. They ran for three hundred yards. We didn't even throw the ball that much. Then we had the the this, uh, uh, the uh, um the guy say. Um, on, uh, AJ Brown's not getting the, 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 his type of results, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Then you stop the run against the Tennessee Titans, who's a good team. Yep. And then what we do? We throw it all over the place. So my thing is, how do you stop this team? There, there's no real answer. With the Cowboys, you stop that running game. They, but here's what, the only problem I have with what you're saying is, I believe it's an unfair if. Right? Man, if we just stop Shady McCoy, you haven't seen it's a lot it. easier oh, said than done. But, but you've it's seen, a lot easier said than done. But you've seen us. You've seen you stop our best thing. And you've seen us score and win different sure. ways. We haven't seen that yet with them guys. But don't you think there's a reason you haven't seen it? Because it's hard to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. They did do that, though. Right? So against the Bucks. Bucks stopped the run. Yeah, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. Went, yeah. And how did that game look? 134 yards passing by Dak Prescott. And a loss. No touchdowns, but a, but a pick. I can't lie. America, my stats, I can't lie about. <laughs> they give you all these bull crap. I'll give you real live stats with my eyeballs, see, <laughs> and what the stats say. Loss. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm over here. I'm it's still hard to come back from, Like, the, the question, the question was whether the gap has been closed. And, again, I'll say it one more time so that I don't have people in my Twitter mentions fighting me about some stuff I didn't say. I would say the Eagles are the better team. How can you argue that the gap hasn't closed when one team has now one of the top, at least top ten, if not top six like quarterbacks this. playing it's right like, now? It's like two skis. Yep, yep. It's like this. No. The gains the Cowboys have made over the last month and a half are, are significantly, significantly greater. Significantly greater than what the Eagles have done. And we gotta talk more about it because I agree with you, but I ah, we gotta talk more. Christmas Eve cannot come soon enough when the Cowboys <laughs> and the Eagles rematch. But coming up, there's some bad news in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson could be out for a few weeks with a knee injury. How big of a deal is that? Not just for the National Football League, but for Lamar Action Jackson. That's next on Speed. Woo! Can we make a wager on this game? I can't wait. I thought we were going to. Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, he left Sunday's winning against the Broncos in the first quarter. Reports say he has a sprained PCL. I hate the word sprain. It means it's partially torn. This is an injury that often sideline players one to three weeks. Shady, I'm coming to you, big dog. You've been a fan of Action Jackson for a long time. We'll continue to be. How costly is Lamar Jackson's injury? Costly from the contract, from the team. Which way are we going Whichever way you want to go, big dog. Uh, you know what? It sucks, man, because he, he gambled on himself, right? He wanted to make some extra money. Then he gets hurt. He hasn't had the, the best year, but they're still solid enough. Let some fourth quarter leads, you know, go away. So, I hopefully he just gets back. Hope he gets back healthy at least 90% before he comes back because I think they'll make the playoffs, right? They, go, they had a tough opponent this week with the Steelers. They go either way. Um, I just hope he gets back because if he can't get back, then it's going to be super costly. And I don't want to see that. If it gets too costly, then he loses a lot of money. Dave Hellman. See, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll keep saying this. I'm not worried about Lamar's earning potential. And I get, like, I'll steal Joy's talking point a little bit. Like, if you can let go of the idea that he was never going to get mm. the $250 million contract, he'll be fine. He's going to, like, this isn't a season-ending injury. He's still a fantastic player. Even though he hasn't been great this year, he's been good enough that it reinforces my opinion that he's worth paying. So you're probably heading toward a situation where he gets franchise tagged. Or, I mean, if I were the Ravens, I would franchise tag him. I don't want to let that guy walk out the door because somebody else will definitely pay him. So, like, I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson 
his financial future. I don't think this is that costly. I'm just worried about the Ravens. We kind of touched on, on this toward the end of the show yesterday. Like, they're just not that good, man. They weren't when he was healthy. And I, I just don't think they have that much. You know, you lose Rashad Bateman. You've had your tight ends in and out of the lineup. Ronnie Stanley's been in and out of the lineup. Like, what are the, what are the offensively, their defense has been nice. But, like, what do the Ravens do well on offense? To this point, it's just been like, please, Lamar, do something for us. And now he's hurt. And, yeah, even if he comes back, I love that you said that. Sprain means partially torn PC. Like, Zeke Elliott had this injury, and I know it's a different position, but he had this injury last year, and he looked like a shell of himself because he's got a partially torn ligament in his knee. He's not going to be the same guy. And so an offense that already was really struggling, I have a hard time believing is going to get any better and so maybe the Ravens make the playoffs just because they already have a good record, but it's hard to feel good about where they're going right now. Yeah, and uh, while I don't play the same position, obviously Lamar is a dual-threat quarterback, and him being able to yeah. run is a big part of his game. So if that is hindered in any way, on top of the fact that their offense hasn't been that inspiring, this is something to be worried about. I'm with you. I don't consider this to be a shot to his earning potential because I never believed the $250 million guaranteed was a plausible thing. I don't think that the owners are going to do it, particularly the one owner who said he didn't like the $230 million guaranteed. So that's $20 million more. We're doing math here, and I don't think that's going to happen. So it has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson being worth it or any of these star quarterbacks being worth it because they probably are. Athletes who are in salary cap leagues are generally underpaid when you, when you really get into the value of what they bring to organizations. But that's how the structure of the business is set up. So I don't think he lost $250 million because in my mind it was never on the table to begin with. And I don't think he's going to lose whatever they offered him in space of that either. So to me, this is just this is part of the game. Guys get injured. Lamar Jackson maybe is on the higher end of the injuries because he's a more mobile quarterback, but he happens to be the most dynamic at that position in the league and could be argued of all time. He's in that conversation. So I don't want to take that away from his game just because it can potentially cause injury. So it sucks for this year. But again, I think my version of what the Ravens were going to be this year has played out much differently and it might be, a, a, you know, a message to the Ravens that they need to take getting some weapons on the offensive side more seriously in the offseason. I'm so torn on that. Like, I, I hate when people try to act as if the Ravens haven't tried to help Lamar. Let me first address how costly it is. I agree with everybody here. I don't think the biggest damage that Lamar's injury will do is to his pocketbooks, no. I actually believe it's most costly to the narrative of the style of play Lamar Jackson plays. That's the real cost. Everybody has been, since Lamar Jackson got into the league, and by everybody, I mean several people in positions of power, have been trying to say, man, you can't win like this. You can't win with quarterbacks that run. We haven't seen it happen before. Even people who try to say Steve Young, when Steve Young finally won, he was not a dominant runner. Go back and check for yourself. Now that you see Lamar Jackson get injured, I think people are going to say, I told you so, and I hate when you have to hear that. Because truth be told, Lamar Jackson, he didn't get hurt running, but he got hurt because of his excessive ability to escape. Lamar Jackson knows he can outrun you. So rather than getting rid of the ball immediately, he's like, oh, I'm just going to see if I can tuck it and run. That's how he got hurt <clears> this week. <throat> last week, uh, last year against the Cleveland Browns, he didn't get hurt scrambling. No, he got hurt backpedaling because he's so athletic, he can backpedal and get rid of the rock. Completed the pass to Mark Andrews against the Browns last year when he got hurt. 
But still, because of his athleticism, he gets hurt. Week before, year before, against the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, he gets hurt once again because of his athleticism. Not necessarily running, but when you know you can run, you don't have to get rid of it as quickly. I think the biggest damage, Shady, was to the narrative of the style of play Lamar plays. Because quarterbacks or coaches or general managers are looking around and they're like, oh, Justin Fields has a whole bunch of highlights, but Justin Fields also has been hurt. Oh, Kyler Murray, great highlights, but man, Kyler got hurt. So I think the biggest damage actually comes to the narrative of that style. See, I think differently, right? The guys you talked about, they're not winners. There's only one quarterback that's been winning better than, than, uh, than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Mahomes. Especially Mahomes. Lamar's like 45 and 16. Like, he's a winner. I think even with this injury might be a blessing. Like, you need to pay this dude because without him, right, they're a bad team. One and four without Lamar out there. I mean, last year they were number one seed. Then he gets hurt. Then there's no playoffs. Every quarterback is going to get hurt. Every player is going to get hurt. That's the name of the game. Sure. Right? But this oh, consistently? Okay. This consistently. All them guys get hurt, though. Like, like, like Josh Mahomes Allen. got hurt that one season. Okay. So, I'm, gonna use, I'm not going to use Mahomes. I'm going to use more of Josh Allen. Okay. Because they play similar. Josh sure. Allen and Lamar play similar. Yes, sir. Josh gets hurt. Josh missed games. But he don't miss, no, he don't miss games like that, Coach. I, 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 I wouldn't say that Lamar is injury prone. I don't think he hits that, that, that mark yet. Right? I think he has a couple you know, games he's missed. He's been hurt. But everybody gets hurt. That's the name of the game. I just think that, listen, you got a guy like this, sign him up. He ain't been missing a whole bunch of seasons. Like, he don't, he don't miss every other year. I don't know. I think we need to do a little more research before we really get into the, the running part of it causing injuries. I mean, Baker Mayfield is not a runner. He's been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, not a runner, injured a lot. Joe Burrow is certainly physically capable of running. I would not call him a run-first quarterback. Yeah. He got injured, missed a significant amount of time. With an injury, knee injury. So, I mean, we can go down the list of guys who have missed significant amount of time who are not necessarily running quarterbacks. We may end up finding out through the research that the quarterbacks that stay in the pocket get hurt more because they get hit harder. So, I, don't, I can't lean to he's an injury-prone quarterback. Like, and, th- and we don't even know how much time he's going to miss. He might miss one week. Yeah. I don't, think he's, like. I don't think he's injury prone, but all you have to do, like we all have talked about, turn on the tape and you see his injuries aren't because he's running. His injuries are because he knows he can run. Because he's holding on so to the ball So he holds on long. to the ball a little bit longer. That's why he gets hurt. Right, like, like, but so that also opens Josh, him up to make incredible bingo. plays. Bingo. Right. It absolutely does. So, but now the question comes to is the risk worth the reward? And the well, answer is yes. Well, if you're, if you're a is. statue because you can't run in the pocket, then you get hit too. Yeah. But, but it's just you're getting hit because you can't get the ball out because you but can't the, run. The difference is I look at Tom Brady and I look at the Tua's and I look at all those things. Let's right? look at Josh, though. That's more of his – I think Josh plays way, way more reckless than Lamar. Absolutely. Josh runs like yeah, he can't Tua get Tua is hurt. not a good example. You know no, what I'm saying? Tua, because Tua, you see now, even against the Niners, Tua now, after that concussion, he's like, oh, I got to get the ball out. He's like, I know, I know I can't run. Tua has been injured before. I'm talking about this season, since Tua's actually gotten a, uh, an offensive mind that's allowing him to go through these different reasons. Different things. Yeah, but being injury prone is, is a reflective of your entire career. Correct. I'm not saying Lamar's injury prone. I never said Lamar's injury prone. Shady said Lamar's not injury prone. I didn't say Lamar's no, injury prone. No, he didn't say that. I never said Lamar's injury prone. Yeah. I do believe, however, at the point in which you get injured one year, the next year, the next year, that to me means Start, something. Yeah, that yeah. Starts to, it just starts to add up. I would rather you be like Burrow and get that injury and not miss again. Or even Deshaun get that that's, injury in 17 and not man, miss again. But Asho, that's that's hard though. To not get injured, like everybody gonna get is gonna get hurt sometime, right? It's Five part of the game. game. That's, that's what we sign up for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just unfortunate because Lamar Jackson, he got so much money on the line. But coming up, speaking of having things on the line, Bengals, Chiefs, a lot on the line in that one. It was the third straight time that the Bengals beat the Chiefs. 
But what did Joe Burrow prove in that win over KC? Joey! Next on speech. All right, Joe, I got I to gotta keep it real. You are you're getting better.